It is 15 minutes to the top of the hour. You are listening to The Talking Point. My name is Oliver Dixon. Uh, in this last segment of the show, we're going to be speaking to a young black female-owned uh, um, manufacturing business funded and supported by the IDC. Um, and it's an important conversation. Lozine Jarvis, the founder and owner of Equal ELM, um, which is a, a manufacturing business in a very male-dominated industry, received funding from the IDC. How did she do that? What was the funding used for? And what was the yield on that funding? And it's an important conversation in context of, uh, you know, undoing uh, the gender disparity in, in, in manufacturing, uh, in the manufacturing industry. But in particular, it's an important conversation for capacitating businesses that have the potential to employ people, particularly young people, who half of are unemployed in this country. Lozine, thank you so much for your time this morning. Really, really do appreciate it. Let's start the conversation here. What is Equal ELM? Lozine? Yes, hi, can you hear me? Yes, now I can. <laughs> good morning, Oliver. And good morning to all the listeners tuning in this morning. Yeah, so um, can, yeah let's start here with what is uh, Equal ELM? What, is, what does it do? What do you manufacture? Okay, so Equal Arm Trading is a company that was formed to continue the manufacturing, the distribution, installation, and servicing of engine protection systems, which were originally developed by PowerProtect PTY Limited. Um, so Equal Arm Trading was formed in June 2018. Uh, PowerProtect, which was a then leading engine protection manufacturer, which supplied protection and fleet management systems to the transport, mining, and construction industry officially stopped trading. So mm. given the apparent opportunity created by the closure of Power Protect, Equal Arm Trading was subsequently formed to take advantage of this gap, resulting gap in the market. And um, yeah, with Equal Arm Trading being formed, there is um, expert knowledge of that went along with it, 67 years of knowledge which was put through to Equal Arm Trading. Mm, um, our knowledge of the internal combustion engines, or ICE, as known in the transport industry, and the failures that has led to the design of a range of heat sensors and engine protection systems. Mm. And these systems react to various possible heat, coolant, and all pressure-related failures within an engine. Mm. And where are these products used? In regular cars? These products are used on um, the transport industry, which is uh, your trucks. Your FAWs, I'll give you just a few OEMs, the FAWs, the Toyota. What's, a, what's a FAW? Man. FAW is a OEM, original equipment manufacturer truck uh, 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 model, FAW. And then we have MAN Trucks and Bus, which is also an original equipment uh, manufacturer. We supply uh, trucks to, in, uh, to different industries, logistics, mm. uh, logistics distribution uh, uh, industries. Yeah, uh, you know, the, the manufacturing space, especially the mo motor vehicle manufacturing space, is obviously very male-dominated. You as a young black woman, how did you identify the opportunity? Yes, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a, it was a challenging time. It was a challenging um, situation for me to be able to, as a, as a female going into manufacturing, especially engine protection systems, um, which is not very um, recognized at, at that point in 2018, wasn't really recognized by women to be able to, to manufacture engine protection systems. So, um, like I said, as PowerTech uh, closed, um, officially closed trading, I saw opportunity to continue 
um, producing uh, interpretation systems. And because of my um, knowledge, I have 16 years experience of interpretation systems. I saw the opportunity to continue manufacturing and also to engage with my male co- uh, counterparts um, to be able to venture into this, into the mining industry, into the transport industry, and to grow this business. Mm-hmm. What's your history, uh, Lozine? How did you enter this space specifically? Um, you know, the combustion engine manufacturing, um, protection manufacturing space. Did you work yes. in the space previously? Did you study towards this? What What's the history there? Yeah, so I originally started off um, studying cost and management accounting. And then I ventured into buying the buying division of um, trailers. So what happened was um, I then applied for a position at Power Protect as a um, office administrator, operations administrator for the fleet division, fleet management division. So we had a contract with um, Blue Ribbon at that time for five years to manage their fleet, about 635 vehicles. So I headed those, that department with uh, two or three technicians and IT uh, technician as well. And that division, after, this, after the contract ended, the division closed, closed down. Mm. And then at that time, Power Protect also had an engine protection division. So I applied uh, for a position in the engine protection division as an operations administrator. So I started off as an administrator working with technicians, booking technicians, doing quotations, invoicing, you know, the day-to-day running of, a, um, of the office. And mm. whilst I was employed, I then equipped myself with the knowledge to learn more about the business, going into the stores, picking and packing. Going, um, moving into production, just equipping myself with how does interpretation work? How does it fall into the in the in, into the transport and mining industry? Mm-hmm. What, is the, what does this system do to an engine? And why it's so necessary to be able to provide this well, provide this product to um, the, um, the different industries? Mm-hmm. And with all this knowledge that I try to equip myself, I then gain about 15 years experience from the different oh, wow. from starting from yeah. starting off as administrator, going into stores production. And then doing the accounting division as well, assisting the account the accountants with a few with a few years there arts and mm. such. So um, that is where my experience started with 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 this industry. Mm. And I felt and I felt it was a it was very interesting to be able to to learn more about this and to find out more about engines. What does the mm. engine do? What does this product do to the engine? And how does it fit into to all of this? Mm. You know, uh, manufacturing businesses are uh, cash intensive, heavy. Um, especially when it comes to cash flow, how did you how did you start this business up? Did you start it with money out of your own pocket, uh, or did the IDC fund you from inception? So what happened was, Oliver, I then um, when I saw the opportunity, I then decided to um, approach approach various financial institutions, mm. and. Um, I, at that point of time, I didn't know that I would require a business proposal, I would require a business plan, all of these above. Um, and I just went through to, through to the financial institutions and I presented my vision, my plan um, to be able to continue with this, with this product. And uh, all my applications were denied because of my because of the lack of security and uh, they deemed me as a high risk. Mm. So uh, with that said, I then started to um, put a business proposal together. I had some mentors that assisted me on how to put a business proposal together, which included your marketing. Who is your market? How do you penetrate your market? 
um, financial figures, which I just had the basic knowledge of um, of financial figures. But in in this in this in this um, industry, you need to when you present a business proposal, you need to elaborate on your your financial figures. Mm. So you need to have projected figures as well to where you started and where the business is going. Mm. And um, with all of that said, I then heard of the IDC. Mm. And this is when I started my application with the IDC. How difficult was it putting together that application? Uh, so, uh, Oliver, so I started off with I applied online, uh, filled an online application form to the IDC. I then um, they then arranged a point with me to discuss my business plan, uh, my ventures, my figures, what, and to find out what is my vision going forward with this business, the existing business. And um, I was assigned a dedicated team because the IDC. The IDC believed in my vision. They wanted to support me, and they also saw the interest, my business interest, and they also saw the passion that I had and that I wanted to retain jobs. Mm. I, I I was employed with uh, with my with my current my current staff members are actually my previous um, employees that work with the staff protect. Mm. So I wanted to retain the jobs, provide the employment, because um, I was also unemployed at that time. Yeah. So. so- so when you say the IDC put, uh, gave you a team, what does that mean? What does that look like? Take me from the first day you approached the yes. IDC to the day the funding came through. Okay, so when they arranged the appointment, they, uh, they received my application form, and then they contacted me to make an appointment. So I went through to the, uh, to, to the IDC office, the office in Sanson, and then I met with a, um, they call it the initiation team. So what they do, this team does is, um, um, there was two uh, team leaders from the automotive industry, which I am currently in the automotive industry, and they were assistants, consultants with uh, with the team of uh, team leaders. So the, what what happened was they went through the um, interview process. It's like an interview process. They ask you questions. They ask you um, so please explain who you are. Go through where you come from. What is um, what do you want to do? What is your business? Um, do you have a business plan? Um, what is your vision going forward with this business? Is there a market for this business? And so forth. So they did an interview process with me. Um, ah. After the Yes. So after the interview process, they deliberated and then they arranged a second interview with me. And the second interview was at the, at the previous uh, business that I was employed at, um, Power Protect. So they wanted to see what the equipment looked like, the manufacturing of the interprotection systems. They wanted to see what the production facility actually looked like. Um, they wanted to see what the costing was of, they wanted more information on the costing of the, of the materials that, that I use. Who is the supplies that I use? Who is my client base? Who, who, uh, what is my letter of intent? Which I didn't, a letter of intent is um, when you get an order from a client, potential order. So a client uh, uh, arranges a contract with you and say, listen, I will give you a contract for 50 units. That is your letter of intent, which I didn't have at the moment. I had an existing client base, which I had a very good relationship with them. So they went through the, uh, the, the factory to see what the layout was, but we eventually moved from the factory to a new factory. But so they just wanted to see what the layout was, um, see who, the, who were the people that I would employ, interview the people that I would employ. And um, from there onwards, it's a, it's a six months. At, at the time, it was nine months. Sorry, it was nine months a due diligence process. Yeah. A very rigid, intense due diligence process um, that I went through. So by um, month six, seven, they um, asked me to then present to them. I, we need to unpack more of these financial figures. So they went into the, the very core of the costing of the material. What is your cost? What is your GP? What is your markup? What is your... They went really in-depth.
just to be able to make sure that I understand as well the concept and that also helped me to learn more about how to run a business, what you need to look for when running a business. It's not just like, yeah. it's, just, it's just like having a product and sell it. Um, you have a product, you want to manufacture, you want to sell it. The vision is there, your passion is there. But you need to be able to run the, the business practices as well. You need to adhere to business practices. And that is what the IDC also made me aware and taught me during the due diligence process. Mm. It, it seems like a very rigorous due diligence process and yes, it, one that yes, you need was, to yeah. be ready for. Oftentimes, uh, institutions like the IDC are criticized for not being accessible, especially to young black entrepreneurs. Yes. Was that a similar experience you had? No, no, not at all. Like I mentioned before, I was denied funding from financial institutions. And the IDC um, was my, when I applied to the IDC, the, the application um, is, it, it the application wasn't wasn't a, a great flow through process and say it was easy peasy, but the idea behind it was to make you also as an entrepreneur because you don't have the the skills the 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 accounting skills you don't have the network skills you don't know how to you you're an entrepreneur you've yeah. got absolutely no idea when you venture into this business that any business doesn't matter which industry that what it requires from you as a business owner mm. so so, the so did make me, yes. yeah so after the IEC gave you any, uh, some some form of funding I don't know if it was in different tranches or once of funding funding injection did they leave you your, to your own devices or is there some sort of enterprise development support that came along with it there is a um, um, uh, enterprise development support that comes with a business support. At that time, it was called the business support, which the IDC uh, also assists young entrepreneurs with. So what this business support does is, um, in my industry, because I'm in the automotive industry, um, they, uh, they assigned a, a, an, a company that was already, uh, uh, that was already um, in the automotive, uh, automotive industry, also in the corporate industry. Mm. So what they've done is he was my guidance and mentor during the process. Um, it was mm. a three-month process. So he actually advised me, if you want to promote your product, this is what you, this, this is what you require. When you look at your financial um, statements and figures, this is what you require. So um, that is the type of support that the IDC has provided for, for, for me. Yeah. Um, and just a final question, um, uh, you know, I, I, I want to know if the funding improved your business. Uh, did your turnover increase? Did your profitability increase? Uh, how long did that take? Um, it has. Um, the company was formed in, informed in June 2018. I've been in business now for four years. And yes, my profitability has improved. My revenue has improved um, as well. And I'm still receiving support from the IDC until this very day. And how many um, people I'm, do you employ? I've got 11 people employed. This is my ex-employees, my ex-colleagues that yeah. I've employed. Yes, that I've employed. Oh, and, and is, is, what's the growth prospect? Do you see that growing, that number growing more and more? And do you need more funding for that? Yes. Yeah, no, no. The prospect is very good. I, my business is I'm in the process of, exp- of expanding my business. Um, I have approached IDC as well um, with regards to my second business venture. And um, we're actually in the, in the due diligence process at the moment yeah. uh, with regards to funding. Yeah, absolutely. Really, really appreciate it. I love your story, uh, Lozine. It's in, and I, I wish you all the best uh, with, you so with your business. And I, I, I hope the growth that you aim for is the growth that you will achieve. Um, and thank, I, I guess shout out to the IDC for that, for that support. Okay. Um, and okay. for you for describing and taking us through that process. I think there's a business owner somewhere out there who listened to that and really appreciated it. 
Yeah, no, I really thank you for the opportunity to present my story as well. And um, all the best to all young entrepreneurs. Um, can I just uh, finish off with a last um, a bit of hope to them? Um, advice to all fellow women entrepreneurs. Mm. Failure is another stepping stone to greatness. Mm. Don't be mm. intimidated by what you don't know. It can be your greatest strength. Listen to your intuition, trust yourself, and work hard. Thank you so much for that. Uh, that is Lozine Jarvis, the founder of Equal ELM, a manufacturing business. It's 11 o'clock. Time for your news with Luanda Maume.